Javen is a dragon caller, and he's always called in to solve the village's problems and perils. But in this story, he's going to be right at the middle of the river festival. But what if he gets it wrong? Welcome to another exciting adventure in the Story Forest, bringing moments of imagination and peace to your family with our exciting original tales. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Javen and the Dragon The River Festival the whole village had been preparing for weeks. The sun was rising earlier each morning, and the flowers around the valley were bursting into colour. Pinks, purples, blues, yellows and oranges. The birds sang loudly every morning, and it was almost time for the River Festival. If Javen had thought about it as he climbed the hill to see Granny Cavern, that fresh, bright Saturday morning, he might have noticed that he had never been happier. He spent his days learning at school, where he had better friends than ever. The afternoon was spent on the farm or with Tangera, circling above the valley, investigating anything that looked strange and delighting in learning more about each other. But instead of noticing his happiness... Javen was singing an old valley song at the top of his lungs, not particularly tunefully, it must be said. Our dragon caller has many qualities, but singing in tune is not one of them. By the time he had swung back the three thick curtains that led to Granny Cavern's home, she sounded irritated. I could hear you a mile away, boy. Open those curtains for me. We can get some air in here. Nevertheless, when he had done so and came to sit by her with a big grin and put down the pail of milk he had brought her, she passed him over a cup of spiced tea and a piece of toast spread thick with butter and jam, for she knew, as the wise do, that growing boys can never have enough breakfast. Excited for the festival then, she said taking a sip of her own tea. Javen, mouth full of toast, nodded. Granny Cavern grunted. Ah, I suppose you're doing the dragon call a bit, are you? You've practised, I suppose. Javen didn't know it, but this made him grin all the more. Javen didn't know it, but this made him grin all the more. I have, he said, through another mouthful. Tangera hadn't been particularly keen, he knew, but it was the tradition for the pair of them to play a key part in the river festival. Since there hadn't been a dragon caller in the valley for a couple of hundred years, everyone was even more excited than usual. Javen let his mind wander back to the river festivals he had been to every year of his life so far, except that time he had had chickenpox 
and stared feebly out of the window. The village elder would announce the date when the first daffodils came out and almost always managed to choose a sunny day. The people took out their summer clothes for the first time in the year. They harvested their best spring produce and played and sang music, and to Javen it always felt as if they were calling in summer and everything was beginning to be light again. Of course, the traditional part of the festival was the offering to the river in thanks and in hope for the year to come. The best wine and the first portion of the feast were given to the river with great ceremony, and then the people feasted and drank and danced. It was this part that Javan and Tangera were to be part of. Javan noticed that Granny Cavern was eyeing him closely, in the way that made him feel a little nervous. Have you ever seen the river spirit, boy? she said abruptly. Javan shook his head and looked around for more toast. Cranny loaded up his plate. A dragon caller should have his eyes open. She's part of the valley, and your job is to protect the valley. You should find her. Javan, mouth full of toast once more, nodded. Granny Cavern grunted. When he had had two more slices of toast and an apple, Javan left the cavern and climbed up the mountain a little way until he came to the flattish portion of land where he and Tangera often met. He raised his head to the sky and called out the strange deep sound that had come to him when he had touched the black pyramid and become a dragon caller. As ever, it wasn't long before the elegant and fearsome dark green shape of Tangera started to swoop and dive through the sky. She landed and Javen moved to put his arms around her neck, and she nuzzled into him. Do I have to do this today, Javen, boy? Javen smiled. Unless it was really needed, Tangera didn't like going near other humans, which made him feel very special. It's the tradition, he said, a little importantly. It says so in the Elder's Book. If we don't do it, the river spirit might be offended, and the water might stop flowing, and everything might stop growing, and then I'd waste away into nothing. Tangera moved her head to nudge him gently. It would take a while, with all that toast in your belly. Javen laughed. Let's fly first. Tangera readily agreed, and Javen climbed onto her back, and soon they were gliding through the air. The sun was shining and felt hot on Javen's skin. He whooped with joy. As they swooped over the village, they could see everyone up and out, putting up tables, arranging flowers, chasing children, stacking chairs and putting up little flags and garlands. You humans make a big fuss. Dragon feasts are much more simple. Just meat, and maybe a fight after. A real fight, Javen said, as they swooped away from the village again and towards the mountain. It is a ritual. Sometimes we must fight. 
I see, Javen said, even though he didn't. He hadn't met any dragons except Tangeri yet, and he was torn between curiosity and fear. It seemed they lived a much wilder life. And he wasn't sure they would react to him in the same way that Tangera did. Why did you come to me on the path that first day? Javen said, suddenly surprised he had never asked about it before. Did you know all of this was going to happen? Beneath him, Tangera snorted and two tiny fireballs shot out into the air. I knew nothing, Javen boy. Dragons don't talk of it much. But when I saw you on the path, I was drawn to you, and not in the way I am drawn to a fat pig to eat. It felt right to come to you, and so I did. Javen nodded, but then realised she couldn't see him. Yes, it was like that, was all that he said. Javen had been given a ceremonial costume to wear, which seemed to have more loops and hooks and buttons than anything ever should have, in Javen's opinion. So before long they swooped down to the farm, and Javen went inside. Dad was there, and a woman who helped with the chickens, and they helped him put on the elaborate green and yellow costume. Once it was on, Javen felt ridiculous. It was too big for him, and there were tassels and frills and lace all over it. Dad and the woman looked at him with odd expressions on their face. Javen sighed. He did have to wear it. Time to go then, lad, Dad said, and they went to the door. Javen had agreed to call Tangera only at the last moment, so she didn't have to spend too long in the village so he walked now with everyone from the farm. He was impressed that they refrained from teasing him about the clothes, though the trousers kept almost tripping him and the silver buttons flashed in the sun. The villagers were gathered in the square where the river flowed through, and Javen felt very stupid as he walked through them to stand next to the elder, for all that they were in their brightest clothes too. He wished, momentarily, that he was in his yellow jerkin and green trousers and stood with his friends, rather than wearing this and at the front. Though he tried not to, he caught Kale's eye and she grimaced, and somehow that made him feel a little better. The winter is gone, the elder called, the traditional start to the festival, and everyone cheered. The Forgotten Valley has lasted and protected us. The mountains stand strong. The fields are fertile and rich. And the dragon caller patrols the skies. And flowing through it all, bringing life wherever it goes, is our river rushling. Today we give thanks to the river. We give thanks for the river, the people repeated, even the vicar, who had come to joyfully accept that God's earth contained many more wonderful mysteries than some people believed. After all, 
he had seen dragons. Let us proceed, the elder called, and he turned and picked up a long stick which was woven over with ribbons and flowers. The villagers too took these up and followed the elder as he began to walk upstream. The children threw petals into the water and they floated down as the sun rippled over it. The choristers sang a summer song in harmony and Javen picked at his costume as they walked upriver, wishing that he was walking with his friends rather than at the front. Some way out of the village the river became a waterfall, where in the summer you could see a rainbow from the right angle, and where all the children gathered to jump and swim and splash. The procession came to a halt here, and today a bower was stretched over the waterfall, woven with fruits and flowers of the season. River rushling, flow deep, flow strong, let fish swim in you and pure waters come from the mountains. Let us drink and wash and fish here, we honour you. The elder raised his arms and so did everyone else. Then some women came forward with two trays full of food, the best of the meat, the first of the cakes, the juiciest of the fruit. Javen stepped away from the others now and called up to the sky. Tangera came swirling and swooping down, and the villagers took an involuntary step backwards. They were not used to a dragon yet. Javen climbed onto her back and stroked her reassuringly. The women cautiously placed the food offerings on the floor and backed away. Now, Javen boy? Now, Javen said, and carefully. He didn't want the villagers going up in flames. Tangera stepped back and then let a huge burst of flame engulf the food. It disappeared and the food was blackened. They left it a few moments to cool. Then the elder and one of the women picked up the platters. Then everyone sang together and they tossed the food and burned food into the river. They turned away and everyone started to chatter because that was the ceremony done and now was the eating and dancing bit. But Javen, from his perch on Tangera's back, saw the water churn where the food had landed. It swirled into a whirlpool and then started to rise up. Javen watched with wide eyes as it began to rise above the surface of the water and then in the middle of it, was a figure with greenish-white skin, a strange, wild face, with big black eyes, and hair like water tumbling down her back. She looked angry. Why do you throw burnt food to me? She called in a voice that sounded like the way the river rushed in the storm. Why do you insult me? And then she roared like thunder, and the river rose in its banks and started pouring over the ground, and all of the villagers were up to their ankles in water. Then the river spirit, for surely that was what she was, turned to Javen and Tangera. She observed them for a moment. Come and see me before you burn my food again, dragon caller. She spat out this statement and after her words came a shoot of water which went straight for Tangera 
and down her throat until she was coughing and spluttering and steam rose out of her. Javen managed to jump from her writhing back into the grass to see that the river spirit had disappeared. Tangera rolled down onto the grass and her body shook in worrying jolts. Fire! Javen heard the voice weak and urgent. Fire! Gone! Out! Need! New! Fire! Javen's heart raced. Fire! The voice in his head was even fainter. He turned to the villagers in all their panic and called them with his loud dragon-caller voice. I need fire! Please, for the dragon, we need fire! Some of them stared at him, but Gedra and Kale and the elder and the vicar and some others rushed towards the fires, got pails and started to help. It was difficult because the water was reaching the bonfires and was pulling at everyone's feet, but it wasn't long before a bucket of coals was brought over. Javen was stroking Tangera's head. Open your mouth, he said firmly, and the dragon, now weak, managed to do it. Hoping it was the right thing to do, Javen poured in the coals and the fire, trying not to imagine how painful that would be for a human. Tangera moved. Something was happening. Another bucket of coals arrived, and then Gedra and Dad appeared, holding two cans of oil. They poured in the coals and then the oil, and fire burst out of Tangera's mouth, and then the dragon's sides began to heave, and then Javen had to take his hand away because every part of her was too hot to touch. He motioned to the other humans, and they all stepped back, and Tangera's body writhed again. Dad put his hand on Javen's shoulder, and Javen found he was sobbing heavily. Tangera got to her feet and coughed, sending stuttering flames all around her. She coughed and heaved, and then the coals were thrown onto the floor around her. She took deep breaths and gradually quieted until she stood still, staring at the humans. Javen. Javen laughed. She's better, he said to the other people and rushed forward to her. He held out his hand questioningly and she inclined her head. He threw his arms around her. Her skin was still hot, but not too hot. The water had started to drain back into the river and the villagers were laughing now and starting to recover themselves. Javen looked down at himself. His clothes were both soaking and singed. We must see the river spirit. Tangera sounded urgent. Javen could hardly believe she would want to after what had just happened, but he knew it was the right thing to do. He went to her side, and with one accord they walked upriver, then paused by the large pool that led to the waterfall. If you give her an offering, she will appear. Javen looked down at himself. He had no food, but the thread holding one silver button 
was almost completely burned. He tore the button off and threw it into the water. This time the water didn't swirl or spin, but the water spirit rose up, her arms crossed. What do you want, dragon caller? Javen bowed low, feeling stupid. I am sorry I did not come to you first. Please, how can we make amends for the burnt food? The water spirit surveyed him for a while. Dragon caller, you are not only here to care for the people and the dragons. There are many of us, magical folk, who have taken refuge in the Forgotten Valley. And you are here to protect us too. You should have come to me to consult about the ceremony. That would have been true honour. I am sorry, Javen said gravely. I see, the river spirit said. And then she uncrossed her arms and began to play with the water, sending spurts above her head as though she were juggling with it. As it happens, I like food slightly crispy, not entirely burnt. A replacement offering will do the job. You will have a good year for water. And she sank down again under the surface. Javen and Tangera wandered back down to the village, where most people were in dry clothes, and though the drying lines were full, otherwise the festive atmosphere had returned. Javen told the elder they had to repeat the ritual, and two more platters were brought. Tangera shot a very small flame at them, and then they were thrown into the water. This time, as they hit, drops of water danced above the surface, making shapes and patterns and glinting in the light for a few moments before they dropped down again. The villagers were delighted, but soon returned to filling up their plates and strumming their instruments. Javen breathed out, relieved. Thank you, Tangera. I'm glad you are well again. It was horrible. No dragon should be without her fire. Javen leaned his head against her, and they shared a moment of stillness. He stroked her. You can fly away if you like. I know there are a lot of people around. These people saved me. I will stay for a while. And she did. She ate of the festival meats, and the children dared each other to get closer and closer, and then she blew sparks out of her nose to make them scream and run. As the evening came, Tangera blew fire and lit the bonfire in the middle of the town and lay down low in the street to hear the songs the people were singing. Javen had eventually discarded his dreadful ceremonial clothes for normal ones and, feeling Tangera's eyes on him, danced the swirling traditional dances with his friends until his whole body was tired as well as full. When the people eventually began to peel away, Tangera called to Javen and he climbed onto her back. Though it wasn't far to the farm, she swooped up into the air 
Jaden found himself relieved that she could still fly. They lapped the whole valley before Tangera swooped down to the farm. Javen wondered what other magical creatures were hiding in the trees and land. Good night, Javen. Good night, Tangera. Javen thought she sounded as tired as he did. He slid off her back, tapped her flank, and then went inside and to bed. The End Thanks for listening. What is your favourite festival? Do you think a dragon would be a good barbecue? What do you think Javen could have done better in this episode? Remember, you can support the story for us by checking out our Etsy shop with our road trip activity pack full of fun things to do. Just click the link in the episode description to see this and more. And why not meet another of our story forest heroes in the Night Castle? which takes George back to Tudor times in the middle of the night. He seems to be there on a quest to help a girl called Clara, but he knows from the future that she completely disappears. Can he stop it even in a time he knows little about? And Javen will be back next week in a brand new story. Have a great week.